Greetings, everybody out there in Dreamland. Namaste and Shalom. Iron, or Namaste and Salam. Iron sharpens iron and a friend sharpens a friend. Thank you all very much for tuning into the broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am the Beyond Top Secret Texan. I am broadcasting to you from the third coast, the coast with most of the Gulf Coast of Texas. It is my pride and privilege to be doing so. So thank you, each and every one of you out there in Dreamland, listeners new and old. If this is your first broadcast or if this is your 400th broadcast, because we are almost up to 500 broadcasts right now. That's right, we are almost up to 500 podcast episodes currently available online for free for every listener out there, uh, except for 100, which are kept exclusive to those who support with a monthly membership on Spotify. Those are early takes, interviews, collaborative efforts, really good, rare gems, diamonds in the rough that people would you know, appreciate but I have over 400 episodes currently for free. 400 episodes currently for free for anyone, their information, their benefits. That information, this is really what I'm trying to push. Uh, it's all about the information, really. It's not about me or anything, but if you guys would like to support, there are two options in how to support. There is the free option, which is the liking, sharing, and subscribing. That's all I ask from you. And... I, underlined and emphasize and repeat that sharing sharing is caring sharing this podcast sharing these links sharing this channel on your website facebook account groups that you're in uh 4chan whatever online forums you use maybe it's something awful or something like that i don't know whatever you're into whatever you're using whatever you're like you know your twitter page your discord page whatever you got going on I'm severely limited in my reach. I have been banned from Patreon twice. I have been banned from TikTok twice. I can't even log in on my mobile devices. I have been banned from Instagram once. I have been banned, permanently banned from Facebook. I have been, uh, you know, shadow banned as fuck on Twitter recently, as well as knocked off of various other video hosting websites like YouTube kicked me off with 600 of my videos deleted deleted that's right 600 videos deleted but they can be found and are available still on odyssey.com that's right go to odyssey.com and look up beyond top secret Texan. it's the one with the hundreds of videos on the list and that will bring you up the uh, full archive of videos that Beyond Top Secret Texan has produced ever since our first Rumors of War 1987 days. So, getting into it, we're going to be uh, sharing just a quick link, link tree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan. And for those, you know, listening um, through the podcast, you can find me on X or Twitter or whatever you still call it at Top Secret Texan. That's the flagship. That's the social media I'm currently on recording on Spaces right now, dual casting. But for those who are either international or listening um, and are not aware, yeah, I'm mostly posting videos, mostly posting my comments, mostly posting my news on Twitter now, or X, whatever you want to call it. I believe X is the you know, preferred name for it nowadays. So X, and that's going to be at Top Secret Texan. But Linktree slash Beyond Top Secret Texan to get all the links, etc. for everything I'm currently doing. My website, podpage.com slash beyond top secret Texan is my podcast webpage. Find all my archive episodes there. Easy to scroll, format, search, find the about me section, all that good shit. Now getting into it, we're going to be talking about the uh, cover-up of uh, UFO information. We're talking about the cover-up of UFO information as it relates to uh, the censorship, and I mean hard censorship, the uh, liquidation and silencing of many ufologists throughout the years. So many ufologists throughout the years have been killed in their line of research by powers to be, either the U.S. government, the U.S. military, some combination therein, private contractorship, or even more mysterious and paranormal uh, events such as uh, illness contracted through contact with exotic materials or extraterrestrial beings uh, and or um, men in black. That includes the uh, men in black helicopters as well. Now, 
just I hold uh, going to uh, refer to this to the spaces. I will be presenting my information and then going into a full Q&A, etc. So basically, unless I know you personally or, um, you know, have, have knowledge of your, of your uh, position on this, experience on this, I will, I will just ask that everyone kind of wait to the end of uh, the presentation. So we're going to be getting into it. Um, Okay, let me get my information, my notes pulled up. Excellent. I have it right here. UFO researcher author G. Cope Shellhorn has been tabulating the deaths of ufologists from unusual cancers, heart attacks, questionable suicides, and all manner of strange happenings since 1997. Admittedly, some of the researchers on Shellhorns and other investigators' lists were getting up into the years or wore by the testimony of family and friends, ill or depressed or suicidal. Still, where there is smoke, there may be a MIB, a man in black. Here are some of the names on the UFO researchers' death list. M.K. Jessup, 1959. Astronomer and archaeologist M.K. Jessup was well-known author of such influential works as The Case for the UFO and Expanding Case for the UFO. Allegedly committed suicide in Dade County Park, Florida in 1959. Certain facts about the case have long troubled researchers. Contrary to Florida law, no autopsy was performed. Police Sergeant Aubin Klein, who was on the scene shortly after Jessup's body was discovered, said that everything about the setup seemed too professional. Jessup died at rush hour, with more than the usual amount of traffic passing by. The author had been visited by Carlos Alinde, the mysterious letter writer of the famous Philadelphia Experiment Investigation, three days before his death, and according to his wife, had been receiving strange phone calls. Jessup was investigating the alleged Navy experiment in invisibility at the time of his death. Frank Edwards, 1967. Frank Edwards, the noted news commentator, died of an alleged heart attack on June 24, 1967, on the 20th anniversary of the Kenneth Arnold sightings. The World UFO Conference was being held in New York City at the Commodore Hotel on that same day, in June, chaired by UFO publisher and author Gray Barker. UFO publisher and author Gray Barker stated that he had received two letters and a telephone call threatening that Frank Edwards wouldn't be alive by the conference's end. Dr. James McDonald, 1971. McDonald, Senior Physicist Institute of Atmospheric Physics, professor in the Department of Meteorology at the University of Arizona, died purportedly of a gunshot wound to the head. McDonald had worked hard in the 1960s to convince Congress to, hide, to hold serious, substantial subcommittee meetings to explore the UFO reality. Ivan T. Sanderson, 1973, well-known naturalist, zoologist, and UFO investigator and author of All Things Mysterious, died of a rapidly spreading cancer. Philip K. Dick, 1982, cult science fiction author, 
Blade Runner and Minority Report was a silent contactee of some higher intelligence for many years. At the time, he died of a stroke under somewhat mysterious circumstances. Dick was writing a non-fiction book about his experiences with alien contacts. It has never been published, and the manuscript has allegedly disappeared. Captain Don Elkin, 1984, a professor of physics and mechanical engineering, as well as an Eastern Airlines pilot, Captain Don Elkin had been investigating UFOs since 1948. He was deep into the study of the raw material, alleged extraterrestrials communicating channeled by Carlos Ruckart at the time of his suicide. Dr. Alan J. Hynek, 1980. Although he was no longer a young man, the death of J Dr. J. Alan Hynek, the famous astronomer and consultant to Project Blue Book, the U.S. Air Force's official UFO investigation due to a brain tumor seemed suspicious to many. Supposedly in the hospital for prostate surgery, Hynek's death seems all the stranger for when one considers the high number of UFO investigators who have died of brain tumors are cancers. Those who knew Hynek well recall that he seemed troubled for over recently acquiring data shortly before his fatal hospital stay. May Brussel, 1988. May Brussel, a gutsy, no-holds-barred investigative radio host who was actually acutely interested in UFOs as well as the dangers of the New World Order, died of a fast-acting cancer. Slayton, 1993. Deke Slayton, the astronaut, was purportedly ready to talk about his UFO experiences, but a fast-acting cancer also killed him within one year. Ron Rummel, 1993. Ron Rummel, a former Air Force intelligence agent and publisher of Alien Digest, allegedly shot himself in the mouth with a pistol in August 6, 1993. Anne Livingston, 1994. Anne Livingston made her living as an accountant, but she was also a MUFON investigator. On December 29, 1992, Livingston claimed to have been accosted by five men in black whom she described as being almost faceless and carrying long flash flashlight-like black objects. In early 1994, she died of a fast-acting form of ovarian cancer. Dr. Carla Turner, 1996. Carla Turner, author of Masquerade of Angels, Taken and Into the Fringe, suspected that breast cancer that preceded her death was due to alien retaliation for statements she had made in print. Ron Johnson, 1994. At the time of his death, Ron Johnson, Mutual UFO Network, MUFON, Deputy Director of Investigations, was 43 years old and in excellent health. On June 9, 1994, while attending a Society of Scientific Exploration meeting in Austin, Texas, Johnson died quickly and amid very strange circumstances. When the lights were turned back on a slide presentation, Johnson was slumped over in a chair, his face purple, blood oozing from his nose. A soda can from which he had been sipping was sitting on the chair next to him.
Phil Schneider, 1996. Phil Schneider died on January 17, 1996, allegedly strangled by a catheter found wrapped around his neck. Schneider claimed to have worked in 13 of the 129 deep underground facilities the U.S. government constructed after World War II. One of these bases was the bioengineering facility at Dulce, New Mexico, where, according to Schneider, humanoid extraterrestrials worked side-by-side with American technicians. Next, Jim Keith, 1999. Author of many books, including Mind Control, World Control, Jim Keith died in a hospital during surgery to repair a broken leg he suffered while attending the infamous Burning Man Festival in Nevada. Allegedly, a blood clot was released during the surgery and traveled to the heart, causing a pulmonary edema. William Cooper, 2001. Author of the classic book, Behold, a Pale Horse, shortwave radio talk show host, UFO researcher, and political activist, William Cooper was shot dead during a gun battle with sheriff's deputies at his home in Edgar, Arizona. Ron Bonds, 2001. Ron Bonds of Illuminate Press published books on unsolved mysteries and unexplained phenomena. From the Kennedy assassination to the ominous black helicopters of the New World Order, in April 2001, 15 hours after eating a meal with warm beef from a Mexican restaurant in Atlanta, Bonds was taken to Grady Memorial Hospital where he died. His death was attributed to a bacterium that figures in 250,000 cases of food poisoning a year, of which, according to the CDC, the Center for Disease Control, only seven have ever resulted in death. And there you have it, folks. That is the list as it was presented of ufologists killed or died early in recorded history. There are probably many more, dozens more. Uh, no doubt. Nearly hundreds more. With some even saying thousands more throughout history. Between the more obscure eyewitnesses who have died during things like rigged car crashes or suddenly going missing or reported through illness like fast-acting cancers. Those taken, never found again, and who have gone permanently missing, either hiding, going into hiding, or being taken and intentionally disappeared by state apparatuses or guilty organized criminals. There are those who were taken by secret societies, of which they were members, most likely, having seen too much of the truth too fast and reversing on their oaths to silence the secrecy. No doubt, many government whistleblowers have been killed uh, before they've had a chance to give their testimony upon employment at such facilities like Area 51 or S4 or any of these deep underground military facilities, for example. No doubt it is a combination of both secret society membership and involvement with these highly secure, intensely secure uh, facilities that produces the greater majority of people who are killed while researching or gathering information to spread, either to a researcher or to the general public or mainstream public, etc. Because these people in the line of duty, the uniformed officers, the enlisted, the uh, civilian contractors, the engineers, the technicians like Phil Schneider, who are tasked with signing NDAs, non-disclosure agreements, signing security clearance uh, tests, etc. They are uh, 
100% given lie detector tests, put through extreme stress, and any, any difference in their behavior, they're monitored very closely both at work or at their job sites and off their job sites by private investigators, everything like their trash being looted through to uh, homes being broken into and in surveillance equipment being put inside. Um, this is 100% de jour for this world where the civilians and our people on the outside have to be intentionally killed and it's very obvious because their life habits are so apparent to everyone else that they are not unhealthy, etc. How many uh, behind the wire, for example, how many behind the gate who do not get daily involvements with other people who do not get daily um, you know, uh, contact with others. You know, how often is there uh, deaths just hidden by military medical doctors, written off, letters sent home with belongings, and that's the end of the story. Also, how many of these researchers and doctors are killed without it being suspicious? With, uh, plausible deniability for example or with criminal cases like coroners morticians etc just not giving the attention to it and accepting it without any without any uh, acknowledgement to any controversies at all how many were killed who did not have fame who were obscure who did not have a wide following and were only known more to the hardcore or insider type in, uh, people that um even the names given here are really falling into obscurity very fast, but, in, but most of them were presentation speakers and went on world tours and speaking in front of hundreds if not thousands of people within their lifetime. And then uh, those people then raising questions as to their demise later on in life because of the extreme suspicions that one has, you know, the sixth sense that one gets. From when you meet or know about somebody and then something happens to them. A hunch, if you will. The clues start leading to one direction, which is that they're being silenced. And they're silenced by high, high level organizations. Not peers, not uh, rival UFO studiers, not... Um, you know, disbelieving cultists, etc. This isn't a outside, this is a from the top down. Duh. This is a silencing by the organized criminals that keep this secret, that profit off of it, as well as control us because of it. Now, let me look over and see the, the Twitter spaces uh, currently empty, as I have expected. We're so shadow banned. It hurts. There's really no way of communicating or reaching out or gathering any kind of audience when our posts are censored, when everything is kept hidden from people's eyes. That no matter what we do, we're really just kind of like stuck in a cage. We're really on an island on our own, which is fine. This is our kingdom. This is, this is our paradise, and we will exist freely here. But maybe this is also what is saving our life as a researcher and will save our lives uh, for as long as possible. Is the fact that we, that I, beyond Top Secret Texan, as a researcher, am completely obscure to the point of being intentionally hidden, I believe, by uh, the powers to be. That we are intentionally hidden by these self-same assassins of the truth, the men in black, the very same, for our profound discoveries and our profound uh, evidence that we release on the daily. We release that through instant, inst uh, social media. We do not hide. We do not present ourselves as uh, anything more than simple, innocent, defenseless people who are not hiding, not running from the truth, but embracing it as our way of life, regardless of the negative consequences that society has put in place for us. The simulacrum, the dungeons that they have built for people like me. The free, loving, free thinkers of the world 
who believe and not belive in the truth. So I wanted to kind of make that quick updates for the Peruvian. Uh, it doesn't look like Twitter Spaces is going to have any questions and answers on the thread. It's fine. Like I said, Twitter, I have, 10, 000, I have nearly 10,000 followers on Twitter. Yet, I am so shadow banned that I'm lucky if I get 1,000 views at each, each post. Excuse me, each post. Now, then you have uh, UFO Twitter blue check marks and stuff like that. That... Uh, have a thousand, maybe two thousand followers at most that make one post with the hashtag UFO Twitter and get nearly 500,000 views without showing any evidence or without showing anything worth anything on their page. No videos, no retweets, no shares, no political opinions, nothing like that. And this is 100% the diagnosis of what's wrong with UFO Twitter and what UFO Twitter truly is. It is a soapbox and a platform for massive attention to be given to nothing. Nothing burgers, nothing posts. I believe one of the posts that I saw recently was from an account that the guy is not a negative individual. He's not a bad person or an idiot. He's just a simple-minded, useful, like, you know, fool. Like all these people are, a gentle fool. And, um, like a neutered person, basically. A neutered soul scalp person. They have a thousand plus followers. They do not have two thousand. They have a thousand plus followers. And they posted, and I quote, just from the top of my head, Hey, remember a football-filled-sized red rectangle flew over a military base? You know, I'm pretty sure it's nothing. And they posted a, like, a emoji of a wave and a red square. Hashtag UFO Twitter. This had over 100,000 views. Like 20,000 likes. You know, hundreds of retweets. And, and dozens of comments and stuff like that in the comment section. You know, blew the fuck up, right? Got, you know, so much attention. There was not one photo attached to it. There was nothing original added to it. It was just the re repetition of a, an event that in the Grush um, hearings or disclosure hearings or whatever, um, Grush had talked about as being one of the sightings from military enlisted personnel in, in, in front of Congress that um, one of the sightings that they had seen, right? It's not even extraordinary in the terms of UFO literature, and it's very mundane and very often reported, these giant flying silent triangles. I have uh, uh, rectangles, sorry. I have dozens of photos of these rectangles, by the way, flying around over cities, over towns on the East Coast. You know, it's clear as day. It's in the Hudson, Hudson UFO incident. But whereas I would post information, I would post photos, I would post artistic renderings, I would post a video if I could. This post gets, posts nothing. This post adds nothing to the conversation. It's just a blip, a, a ad-line dialogue in the script. And it gets the attention because it's given the attention by Spotify, by the masters, the algorithm, the flow to the goyim. And um, there's nothing I can do about that because mine is shadow banned. Mine, my information and shit like that is shadow banned. So that's the nature of the ufology world that we're currently living in. Real ufologists like me are no longer killed. We are silenced and hidden and shadow banned and obscured while the fake mainstream uh, UFO Twitter type blue check mark uh, wannabe celebrities etc get 500,000 views on adding nothing to the dialogue adding nothing to the discourse and just repeating shit that they've heard other people say 100% if you repeat what other people say you're not a real ufologist you're not even in, uh, in the disclosure movement you're just a parrot but UFO Twitter will support that by giving you 500,000 views, 
uh, hundreds of retweets, uh, dozens of comments, etc., allowing you that information. And by the way, the guy who posted that comment still only has a thousand uh, followers, not even two thousand. You get you got nothing in terms of following. I have ten thousand followers. Mine uh, posts are getting less than two hundred slash to a thousand views. That's what they call shadow banning. As someone who's actually good at his job, someone who's popular, someone who is uh, reaching people, someone who is giving the voice to the people that they desire, someone who's showing the people what they need and what they want. My uh, my followers do not lie. Ten thousand people liked this this content enough to follow it. While that person has 500,000 views on their comments and only 1,000 to 2,000 people uh, follow them. You know, and that's just fucking, you know, right in the face of everyone. All the haters, right in the face of everybody who, uh, you know, is a dunce in this confederacy of morons that basically thinks that if you're shadow banned and hidden, you're not worth listening to. These are the people you have to pursue. I am going to go and read everything I can from the list of ufologists that I have just given that have been killed early in their line of duty. I'm going to watch all the videos I can on these people. I'm going to read their books. I am going to look at their lives and biographies. I am going to uh, listen to the people who listen to them because they were so on target that their lives had to be ended, killed, they had to be murdered, they had to be silenced, because their voice was that powerful, because the truth is that powerful. It's not public attention, it's not if you know these people, it's not if they are your favorite ufologist celebrity types, and it's not assholes like Tom DeLonge, and it's not assholes like Jeremy Corbell, who no one could give a rat's ass about because they don't tell you anything and no one would ever try to kill. No one would ever try to silence. In fact, they're giving them even more mainstream platforms. They're giving them even more attention. Because that's how the inverse of this simulacrum, this this uh, dungeon that we exist in, works. That the people, the fools that will never escape, that will never bring you freedom, that could never bring you freedom, either intentionally because they're Judas Coates, are their uh, just useful idiots. They're given the praise and the, the leadership. They're given the authority by the system to further ruin the chances of everyone else. While people with information are straight up killed with fast-acting cancers, with poisons, the people who have ability to organize, the people who have vision, the people who have the ability to educate, the people who have real gifts for research like Dr. J. Allen Hynek and everything, these people are really killed. Straight up murdered. And it's a shame that no one knows about these people. It's a shame that no one talks about these people. These people should be honored. There should be statues to these people's legacies. There should be plaques and archives and libraries to gather their material before it falls into the mouth and gaping jaw of Kronos, the oblivion of time. And that's exactly what the powers to be want. It's for there to be enough time, enough years to go by, and enough shifts in technology to go by that these old ufologists in their research, their old books... Their archived VHS tapes, their videos, their old recordings on tape cassette or on early CD or whatever, DVD, that that eventually becomes so obsolete that no one could ever grab uh, just like a video of like a Phil Schneider talk or an old Bill Cooper talk. And because over time it's less and less digitized and not archived at all, that we are losing hours and hours, whole whole years worth of these UFO researchers' uh, efforts, lives, the material that they gathered, the material that they presented. We are in danger of losing entire books, entire, uh, entire uh, journals, entire magazines, all the entire run behind all of this magazine 
and shit like that because there's no libraries anymore. There's no public libraries. There's no public archive where you could go find like every issue of Omni and just read it without there being serious vetting, air travel issues, or etc. Now, we got a request. We're going to see how this goes. Let's see. First time request answering on um, spaces. So let's see how this goes. Alright, let's just see how it goes. See how we approve it. Okay, we got a guest speaker. Okay, so yeah, we have a guest. We have a guest on the Beyond Top Secret Texan. Can you hear me, sir? Can can hear you. You are coming through. Loud and clear. To, to the statement that you made about not finding these old tapes in VHS and DVDs. You're not looking in the right places. These tapes are still available. You just gotta look in the right places. There was a, a group back in the 90s, late 80s, early 90s, called the Conscious Community, where we get this woke bullshit from now. You need to go back to those guys. Some of those Dr. Delbert Blairs, um, Sarnettas, and things of that nature. They have archives of all these people speaking. Now, this is a group that has this archive. There's a group of folk, of black people that have these archives, yes. Okay, well, we... My mom got a great deal. Oh, no, we would love to know. Got a great deal of it on VHS. That's something you have to search out, sir. But do you know the name of this group? Okay, what... Write this down. S A N E T E R TV. Sidenetter TV on YouTube. Reach out to that gentleman. Says, he has a gang of archives. S A N T E R. S A N E T E R. Sidenetter TV. A firm on, on that. YouTube. A firm on that. Okay, we have that. Clear copy on that. Sunnitor TV. Uh, what's his name that just passed away? I didn't hear you again. Say again. Oh, no, no, I haven't said anything. We, we just had loud and clear copy of Sunnitor. We know how to spell it. We're going to look it up and look into it. Uh, we're always open-minded, and no, we always are looking for these archives of information, but all the point I was making was the uh, intentional obscurity of these speakers is the second murder of them. You murder the man, the researcher, and then you let history hide and bury into obscurity, and so they don't have to hide and burn all the books and burn all the tapes, but pretty soon over time, no one's going to be even aware of them or interested, and it becomes less and less that people even know who these individuals are, like Dr. Carla Turner, for example, in the UFO world. Uh, she should be someone that is talked about every day, and all UFO abductees and contactees should know by heart all the work she's done, but most people, especially new generations, people born after the year 2000, they don't know anything about her. They, they cannot even imagine the stuff that she's done, the, the work that she did, the research that she did, the, the testimony that she put down on print and gave in speeches and stuff. Uh, that, that whole work, Phil Schneider, for example, is a near myth now. People don't even, and he's one of the more famous ones, Will Cooper. Uh, Bill Cooper, you have uh, uh, all these, Ron Johnson, you have all these different hardcore UFO truthers, anti-Illuminati types that are being... Uh, washed away in time and the government knows that the powers to be know that the cultural elites the Freemasons they want that to happen they don't put their books in libraries they don't put their books in public libraries uh, they don't put them in school libraries like in high schools or in, or in uh, colleges they want you to, to forget they even existed and then you do find it you're going to have to break out a VHS player or 
you know, an old type cassette player to hear the real stuff. If you are lucky enough to find a book, you know, that that's 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 what they're that's what intentionally everyone's trying to go digital for. Everyone wants to go digital. No one even wants to grab a paperback book and read it anymore because, you know, they don't have the facilities for it. Times were changed. Times aren't changing, times were changed. Yep. But here's the thing with me. When most people say that they can't find stuff, that's a challenge for me. That I take it personal. Most of everything that we can find that we're looking for is out here still in paperback or, or hardcover books. But we are we're 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 ruled by fear. Most of your a good a, a good occult bookstore got everything that you're talking about. Yeah, a good. I'll admit, a good occult bookstore should have that. But uh, for example, in my town, there are no occult bookstores. Uh, there are not even independent bookstores open. It's all done through uh, Barnes and Nobles or uh, Amazon. And if you look up, say, like this is what I'm talking about, Barnes and Nobles and Amazon. You ask for these books, they're going to be hundreds of dollars, and they're going to try to stick it to you that way, or they're going to tell you that they're just out of print. Oh, we're sorry that that edition you wanted is out of print. We can't find it. And if you go to a public library, oh. uh, that's your. Oh. That's always going to be your best okay. bet is the public library. I, I got. Free. I got. I... Oh, I was going to say public library is free. You got to use the, the the resources that the government allows you. But even then, I've I've uh, tried to look up books before in the public library and been told they don't exist. And I know for a fact they exist. The librarians don't want to help you out. Look for them by their real serial number or whatever you got, uh, you know, available to you, they always put up those walls, too, once they learn what you're looking for. Say you're looking for a cure for cancer, uh, you know, holistic medicine, homeopathic medicine or something, the librarians will tell you, oh, I'm sorry, that book's not coming up in our search, etc. And you're like, you know, is it really or is it just, maybe they don't know. Maybe the computer system that the government public library has been, you know, gotten to, etc., true too or or just try any bookstore anybody that still has a bookstore that get donation of books try them put them on your route we will do you check them out every week we will do but i can tell you that i'm I'm half price books half price books they know what they got they get those books they don't put them on the shelf that because i know people who worked at half price books they get books ufo books etc they don't put them on the shelf like not the good ones not the not the real ones they get, they get a, you can, you can, you can get a behold a pale horse or whatever. They always want you to read behold a pale horse. And that's like, it's so watered down. And even then that's becoming harder and harder to get. Yeah. Um, when, um, let's put it like this here. When these people had these lectures going on VHS back in the day and they were giving you book lists, that's when you should have got the book. Because when they spoke on the book, the FBI came in and flagged the book. Yep. Absolutely. Barnes and Nobles, uh, Barnes and Nobles, or any of those type of bookstores. But uh, when you go into the little cult section, there's only going to be two or three shelves, if not two or three, two or three uh, rows. And it's all trust me, the FBI don't, and, and Congress are already don't don't flag those books. So just like you say, you go get the Bible Codex, or you get any of those Codex books. You're going to have maybe two or three pages in there that got some real facts. The rest of that shit is watered down. Oh, yeah. I got to be held a pale horse. I got to be held a pale horse when he first started talking about it. Pay for it right then, back in the 80s, 90s. I look at the be held a pale horse now, page for page. There's some, There's been some doctrine right. of the new version. Right, 100%. People don't realize that. I've said that before, that you know what? You can hold right. the Holy Bible in your hands. King James Version. If it's printed after the year 2000, it ain't the same book as it was printed in the year 1950. And that ain't the same book as it was printed in the year 1800s. Uh, the Bible, const- right. books like that constantly change because the people who print the books, they use editorial control. And who are the editors? Freemasons, secret society members, uh, high elites. That's a, that's a real elite job is to be able to control what is printed on the written page. That's where you get your um, rabbinical control. That's where you get your Talmudists and stuff. They concentrate in publishing houses, Penguin Press, etc. They, they, they sit there 
and they don't have to go and burn every single book. They, they know the books coming out of the factory, the printing press, are wrong. They don't care what, the, what you read anymore. If you're reading history books that they're printing, it's all wrong. <laughs> There's a site, I don't know if the site is still up, but it was called Out of Print Books. And I think you can get it, I think now you can get all those out of print books in PDF form. I just wrote that down, so that out, out of print books. I just wrote that down. Dot com, I think it is. Yep. I'll be looking for that. Thank you, that's a, lot. That's a useful website link. Anything that helps people learn and get control of their own education, that's when... That's when uh, I get I, I pay attention to that. Yeah, yeah, but here's the thing with people. People got to understand what they're reading. You know, we, we talk about the Freemasons and this, that, and the third. Do you know how many societies out here? Freemasonry is just the, the, the pansy or the proxy that they're going to use for the public. Just like Epstein Island. They gave us Epstein Island. But how many other Epstein Island adjacent are there that they don't talk about oh no you're right the whole point of a secret society is to stay secret and that's that's the thing if you know about it then it ain't the secret society that's controlling everybody no I agree I agree uh, yeah and, but and, just like just like on social media I keep hearing seeing everybody talk about Freemason this Freemason that and most people don't understand that they got Freemasons in their family oh yeah and that, uh, and not only that, that the Freemasonic network uh, is the constitutional basis of the United States. That the entire country right. is, in essence, a Freemasonic lodge. And if you are in America, if you can, if you call yourself an American, if you look at yourself in the mirror and say, "I'm an American," you are saying, "I am a Freemason." From the money you spend to the the language you speak and how you think, that is 100% already initiated. Um, acolyte thinking of the uh, Talmudic Kabbalah system that they have set up for the Western world. And this was done way before we were born. If you were talking to me, way before we were born. This is in the 1700s and they were writing the Constitution. When was the Illuminati made? 1776. When was America made? 1776. There you go. But but then again, the competition behind that is uh, you either, you're that or you're a Catholic and both of those suck. Uh, both those are mind control programs or you're uh, a Jewish slave trader and you don't have a nation you're just a rogue diaspora they call it diaspora but you're just a slave trader going around the world exploiting free peoples and and primitive peoples with uh, cannon and all that shit and then you have uh, you know your your Mesoamerican cults that existed in America the Quetzalcoatl Lodge the human sacrifice of the Toltecs and, and uh, you know, the different uh, versions of that. So, really, it's just, I mean, it's understanding from what side people are coming from. But everyone's got a side that they're coming from. There's no, there's no free and independent natural person who's able to read and write. All reading and writing is, is this secret occult knowledge. And excellent points, excellent points made all around. We're getting up to the near the hour. Um, pleasure having you on. Pleasure having a guest speaker show up. Because sometimes in text and all that stuff, the spaces no one ever shows up even to listen to these. Uh, glad to have you on. You shared some great information. And if you have anything else to say, you'd be welcome to say it. Uh, looks like you're connecting again. Looks like now we're going to. Uh, I guess kind of just wrap it up, say our last things. Those are great links. Look those books up. We pay our respects and memories to the fallen ufologists who uh, gave everything so that we could have something, even a small piece of the puzzle that they gave all of their lives for. Um, these are martyrs to the cause of truth. These are martyrs uh, for, you know, for all of humanity, basically. This, this is something that they, they, they paid everything so that we could get just a very little piece of that puzzle. 
and uh, we deeply respect them for it and deeply respect their works. Thank you all very much out there in Dreamland. Thank you for those who uh, commented, for those that showed up on the spaces. Uh, excellent information therein. And um, yeah, thank you all very much for listening to another broadcast of the Beyond Top Secret Texan podcast. I've been the Beyond Top Secret Texan, uh, broadcasting from the third coast, the coast with the most Gulf Coast of Texas, and it is my pride and privilege to be doing so. Please like, share, and follow, or donate a tip to uh, either the Twitter page, X page, which is right next to the uh, the icon uh, for tipping. It has two little money signs on it. it. gives direct access to the Cash App. Cash App is money sign Beyond Top Secret Texan, and uh, we deeply appreciate all donations. You can also just like, share, and subscribe uh, to the social media as well as to the podcast page. Leave a five-star review. These are the free options. They mean the world to me. They really do help out immensely. But everyone's got to have to eat and have the lights on and everything. So this also helps out the back end, the realistic bottom line way. One dollar, five dollar, ten dollars, whatever you guys got. You also join the Spotify movement if you believe that your monthly contributions should be. Uh, rewarded with some exclusive content. There are over 100 exclusive episodes to be listened to if you join the Spotify monthly membership. Now, of course, like I said, it's not much. All Most episodes are free, but that is a little symbolic payback, you know, a little me-to-you kind of thing. So uh, join the Spotify if you really, 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 really support the show because that'll be, you know, your your evidence of that. You are a member. You are a, uh, you know, you know, you are official a member of the Beyond Top Secret Texan community. So, other than that, d- dollar donations, always appreciated. Whatever you got in your pocket, you know, deeply, deeply helps out keep the lights on. Well, so we're fighting shadow banning, we're fighting uh, uh, censorship, we're fighting deplatforming, had our YouTube channel taken off, been demonetized across the board, TikTok channel removed twice, Patreon removed twice, etc. So you guys, you and me directly, no middleman, you know, let's do this together take out the system until the Phoenix event takes it out for good. So thank you all very much. God bless you and your families. Namaste salam. Iron sharpens iron. A friend sharpens a friend. God bless you. Peace.